Hi, I'm John. I'm one of the pastors at Victory and I'm also the director of our provincial churches. At Victory, we are committed to plant churches all over the Philippines, believing that together we can disciple this nation. Hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We are now at the last part of our series called Nearness. And I hope that this series has enriched your experience of who God is. That even in this time where there's physical distancing, maybe for some of you it has gone beyond physical, it has become an emotional distancing. Napalayo ka dun sa taong dapat ka-close mo dahil hindi kayo masyadong nakikita. I hope that what you have come to realize today is to understand that God is not a God who is distant with us. He's always been near. So as we end this series today, I'd like to read from Isaiah chapter 62, starting from verse 4. And it says here, You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called my delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen. All the day and all the night, they shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm. I will not ever, I will not give you again, I will not give your grain to be food for your enemies. And foreigners shall not drink your wine, for you have labored, for which you have labored. Verse 9, but those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it shall drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Verse 10, go through and go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones. Lift up a signal over the peoples. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth. So say the to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you shall be called sought out a city not forsaken. Let's all bow our heads as we pray. Lord, papasalamat kami dahil binigyan mo kami ng pagkakataong makapagpuri ngayong umagang ito. And we know that you are with us, God. And every time you are with us, Lord, I pray that you would begin to make us understand that you are not a God, Lord, who's far away, God. You, are, you have not forsaken us, Lord. But instead, Lord, you would make us understand that when we experience your nearness, what we really get to experience is that we are not a group of forsaken people, God. So I pray, Lord, that today you would be with us, you would be upon our family members. If any one of our family members are sick, if any one of our family members, Lord, are asking you for grace and direction, I pray that you would equally provide that as well. Lord, for those who are participating with us online here and on-site, may you, God, begin to show us your goodness and your greatness even further. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a question for you. What do you normally feel when someone who's supposed to be close to you leaves? Diba? Akala ko ba close tayo? Pero bakit mo ako iniwan? 
mga ganong peg lang, di ba? If you know someone like that, or maybe you have been in an experience like that, I thought we were supposed to you were supposed to be close, or maybe I was expecting you to show up and yet you did not show up. I would assume that the first emotional feeling we get to realize is that, am I really that special to you, di ba? Parang akala ko ba close tayo? I thought we have this type of relationship, and yet it does not seem to appear in consideration of the situations that I'm in. If I look at my circumstances, parang hindi naman ganun yung nangyayari. And of course, there will always be that feeling of being abandoned. Akala ko ba close tayo, pero bakit hindi kita maramdaman? Or am I someone who's forsaken? The question now is, am I really that close to you? Or in the end, the question would be, can I really trust you? Now, this is the exact question that is being repeated over and over and over again in the book of Isaiah. That's why Isaiah had to take 66 chapters worth of prophetic words to let the people know then that they are not forsaken. The verse that we first read in verse 4, Sabidon, they're like a city, they're called forsaken. It's a proper noun called forsaken. Diba? Parang yun yung tawag sa kanila. And then in the last part of it, which is verse 12, nakita doon na sinabi na biglang, you are no longer a city that is called forsaken. Now, the other nations, during that time, that's what they called Israel or Judeans kasi sila lang yung natira nun, di ba? The northern kingdom wala na, so it's just the southern kingdom. So, yung mga Judeans na to, ang tawag sa kanila ng ibang nation, ah, you're the city that's forsaken. Ah, you're the forsaken group of people. Kaya nga pag tinignan nyo yung Bible nyo, proper noun yun. Hindi lang yun. Hindi lang sila tinatawag na forsaken. Ang tawag din sa kanila, they're called desolate. It's a way of kind of like teasing them. Alam mo yun, saying that your God has abandoned you. Iniwan na kayo ng inyong Diyos. Kasi tignan mo naman yung nangyayari sa inyo. Your walls are torn down. And now that you are beginning your journey back to your own land, your walls are still not around. The temple is not yet built. So talagang kung pinabayaan at pinabayaan lang, diba, kayo na yon. Kayo na yung nasa ultimate. Kayo na yung nasa peak ng pag, na, napabayaan. I'm not sure if you have experienced something like that where you felt like, Am I, have I been abandoned? About a few months ago, I was um, talking to a, a married couple. And in our time of counseling, um, it was a quite a bit of a painful moment because at this season, they're considering um, separating. They're considering that, you know, the covenant we have made to each other are no longer worth fighting for. And, and again, they're starting to feel the pain of it. What I was trying to remind them though, by the grace of God, and hopefully they would consider, is that just when you think that it is separation that would relieve you of the pain, in reality, that separation, that removal of the nearness with each other or from each other will cause you further pain down the road. Parang kumbaga pag inisip mo, in the end, mas masakit talaga pag tinuluyan nyo ng paghiwalayin ang isa't isa. So I'm still praying for them. I'm still praying that they would tap on to the grace of God to enable them that despite of the challenges now, they would stay together. And after our conversation, I was kind of like feeling the pain that they were feeling. I was not in their situation. I could never fully relate to it. But I was feeling the pain. Na, ang, ang hirap pala nun, ano? parang ang sakit pala nun. Now to 
put that in the context of what the, we've read, the verse that we've read, the Israelites were kind of like feeling that for decades now. They were feeling that pain for decades. They weren't feeling it for weeks. They weren't feeling it for months or years. They were feeling it for decades. Have our God abandoned us? I thought we were supposed to be the chosen people. And yet, my God is seemingly nowhere to be found. That's why God, through the prophetic word of Isaiah, had to remind them again that I remain to be faithful, that God remains to be faithful, that God remains to be near. What's interesting is that the last six chapters, ito na yun, pag binasa natin yung Isaiah chapter 60, ang binasa natin kanina is 60, 62 up to 66, it speaks of how this entire narrative ends. So kumbaga, meron naman palang good ending to a very bad and a painful plot. It gives a picture of how this covenant-keeping rescuer will victoriously come and let them know that they are no longer forsaken. That from being forsaken, they have now become a delight. From being a land that is desolate, ibig sabihin mag-isa lang siya. You are on your own. Nobody cares for you. Nobody cares about you. You are now becoming a land who is married. So there's good news here. Diba? That God, because He is a covenant-keeping God, will follow through with His promise. Now I would like to say the same thing for each and every one of us. Because you are the people of God. You are a part of who God has redeemed in Jesus Christ that there is never a moment in time that you're alone. You're never alone. You're never alone. I mean, God, is, you're, you're not alone, which is, which is true, no? Ang sarap ng feeling. Ito yun, lalo na if you're just by yourself, di ba? Uh, all throughout the last 20 months, you've been by yourself, and you come into a place like this, nakakapanibago talaga, oo nga, no? You are never alone. That's what it's saying here. So, what it speaks of here is that God will be true to His promise. Now, why will God do that? How did God, parang why would God from someone who's forsaken, he would now call them a delight. Next time the other nations would look at you, they will no longer call you forsaken. They will call you His delight. Next time the other nations would look at you, they will no longer call you desolate, but they will now call you married or someone who is in the favor of God. Why would God do that? Is it because they're special? Now, of course, if you're created in the image of God, which we all are, there is some intricate value in you. So, kumbaga, there is value in us. But it's never about that. God has chosen to do what He is supposed to do. Why? Because He is a God who's faithful to His promise. Not because you're special. Pero, ang sinasabi na Isaiah dito is hindi kayo iniligtas or ililigtas ng ating Diyos dahil special kayo. Dahil you have the right last name, you have the right resources, you have the proper influence. It's not because of that. It's simply because He is a God who has promised that He will not forsake His people. So it's not about us. It is about Him. And again, when you look at that, napakagandang pagkatiwalaan ang isang taong ganun. Diba? Na he, patuloy siyang magiging totoo sa kanyang mga ipinangako. And I hope you are like that in a sense because we do serve a God who is faithful to His promises. And it's so good to be with people like that. 
Diba? Have you experienced that in relationships? Meron ka bang kilala na pag siya ang nagsabi ng isang bagay, ay, hindi yan matutuloy for sure. Nagplano, di ba? May COVID man o wala, ay, wala na yan. Malabo na yan. Hindi pa niya tinatapos yung sentence niya. Alam mo yun? Hindi pa niya sinasabi kung ano, kailan, at ano yung plan. Ay, sa isip-isip mo, ay, wala. Drawing na yan, di ba? Isulat mo na sa buhangin, kung ano pa man yung pwede mong sabihin. Pero may kilala ka rin namang tao na alam mo na regardless of what happens, you know that this person is going to make an attempt if everything is within his or her control to make it happen. And it's so good to be in a relationship with someone like that. Now try to imagine we, a group of people who are believing in God, we are still equally very much limited, right? Hindi naman natin kontrolado lahat ng circumstances. But, if you are someone like that, then there you are called what? A trustworthy person. And this is what nearness brings. That in the middle of their pain, God reminds them, you can trust in me. God reminds them, I am a faithful God. That the basis of my saving you is not because you're nice, you're good. You're naughty or nice, di ba? Magki-Christmas na. It's not because of any form of qualification or disqualification you may have. It's always been about who God is. It's an interesting thing to start with, that the covenant God has given us is very good. In fact, He does this, and this is how the, the picture of Isaiah was trying to paint a very good um, resemblance of what this covenant is. Uh, the first thing I would want us to remember in line with this is that God's covenant is unbreakable. God's covenant is unbreakable. There is nothing that we could ever do or He could ever do in a sense to break this covenant. Kaya nga, if you look at verse 5, the concept that He used in verse 5 is this, uh, sabi niya dito, for as, young, as, as, uh, for as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. So he's trying to give us a good picture of marriage. Then again, we live in a fallen world where we're at right now, where some marriages could be ended. But then again, the ultimate design of this is that if you give yourself in a covenant of marriage, is that it should not be broken. And there are challenges, yes, but it should not be broken. So God was trying to say, you're not just getting married now to another nation. Kasi ganun yung ginawa nila dati. Natatalo na tayo, di ba? Parang kumbaga makipag-alliance na lang kaya tayo sa Assyria or sa Babylon or maybe sa Egypt. Maybe we could have this covenant, we could have this alliance so that our nation will continue to flourish. Now who among us in a personal level can relate to something like that? Now that I am experiencing trouble, now that I am experiencing some challenging situation, and I feel like, di ba, minsan di mo naman masisi, I feel like God is not showing up. What do we do? We make an alliance. We enter into a covenant with something else or with someone else. We say, God, total, mukhang hindi ka naman talaga nagpapakita. Oh God, alam ko nandyan ka, pero mukha namang wala kang ginagawa. Oh Lord, bakit ito nangyayari? Then therefore, I just have to trust my own wits on this. We become self-righteous. 
Or Lord, sige, sa kanya na lang ako magtitiwala. Kaya hindi ko may give up itong masamang bagay na ito. Kahit alam kong masama, kasi yung alliance is there. Right? But God is saying, this time around, I will show you how unbreakable my covenant is. That even if you came to a point, we were initially married, that's the analogy he was giving, we were initially married, and you left this marriage. It wasn't God who left the marriage, in a sense. It was us who left the marriage, and you sought another marriage elsewhere. But here's how good God is. I will still seek you back. Parang, hindi pwede yun. Parang, oh, pabayaan mo na nga. Sige, dun ka masaya, dun ka masaya. It's not that. His covenant is unbreakable. Is it because you're much special than the rest of the other nations? No. It's because He's always going to be true to His covenant. He knows that that nation will never be happy in marriage with another nation. And God equally knows that for each and every one of us. Diba? Saan ka ba talaga sasaya? Kay Lord lang. Ito yun. Diba? Ano ba ang nakapagpapaligaya sa'yo? Tanong mo yan sa katabi mo. What makes you happy? What makes you joyful? What gives you satisfaction in life? Right? Again, you could list down so many things, but in the end, it always goes back to what is eternal. And that is our relationship, quote, our marriage covenant in a sense, being in a relationship with God. And I'd like to say the same thing today again, that there's nothing that we could ever do that would make God break His covenant with us, His people. There's nothing you could do. Ganun po kabuti at katrustworthy ang ating Panginoon that there's nothing that you could ever do in life that would make Him break His covenant with you. God and His covenant is unbreakable. So ganun siya, na in the middle of their pain, in the middle of your pain or your challenges, God would want us to be reminded that His covenant with us stands. It's not based on circumstances, not based on what you have done, what you can do, what you did not do, what you will never do. But it's purely based. The starting point of His covenant is His goodness. He reminds us all of that today. And this is how it ends. Kaya nga yung people who are called forsaken, they will now become what? His delight. Diba? Kaaya-aya. Who do you delight with? Diba? Parang kumbaga, I mean, God looks at, us, looks at us with delight. The second thing about God's covenant, not only is it unbreakable, but the second part is that God's covenant provides. His covenant provides. So, if you look at the verses, verses 8 to 9, What's amazing here is that even if we have not done our part, He will continue to provide so that we could recognize that He's near. Even if we have not done our part. You know, if you, karamihan sa atin, di ba, you're renting your own place. Di ba? If you're renting your own place, um, you know you have to give your monthly rental. Di ba? And if you don't give your monthly rental, anong next? <laughs> Depende kung gaano kabait yung landlord mo or yung landlady mo. Sometimes you're allowed to extend. Sometimes you aren't. Diba? Uh, sometimes you might get kicked out immediately because you're not able to fulfill your end of the contract. Now God, surprisingly, 
in His covenant with us isn't like that. Try to imagine that. I mean, if, if, if God was our landlord, this is kind of like crazy. Because you haven't been paying, you haven't been paying, you haven't been paying. And what does He do? He provides you. He provides for you so that you can fulfill the end of the bargain. It's like maybe your parents, for example, you can pay your rent and then your parents or your parent would come along and say, oh, sige, ito na, bayaran mo na siya. So it's not like he's going to dole you out from the law of it, but he will provide. And in verse 8, if you would look at this, verse 8 and 9, it says here, the Lord has sworn by his right hand because there was no one higher to swear from. Diba normally when you swear, uh, if you're in a courtroom trial, you'll put your hand on the Bible because you believe that God holds the ultimate truth. You swear from, you swear to someone higher than you, but because God in his life, there's no one else higher than him. So he swore, he has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not give, again, give your grain to be food for your enemies. What does he provide us? First thing is that he provides us with protection. The Lord gives us protection. First and foremost, so that you can be established as a nation, I would have to first and foremost protect you. So He takes care of each and every one of us. Not just that, but secondly, He gives us provision. He gives you food to eat. Try to imagine that. Paano yun? Hindi yun nga Dapat, di ba? You're going to be kicked out already and, and yet, God in His goodness continues to provide for you. Sabi niya rito, okay, at that point, again, at this time, it hasn't happened yet, but at that point, when this prophetic word comes to pass, according to the book of Isaiah, the grain that you plant will be the grain that you will eat. No longer will other people benefit from that. The Lord will not only provide protection, but He will provide provision. And lastly, He does provide us with His presence. More than anything else, He provides us with His presence. Diba? Alam mo yung minsan, um, we might have experienced this in the past na meron kang kilalang very good provider, pero palagi namang wala. Diba? Parang maybe from a distance, right? Maybe uh, some of us, again, no offense to who could be that type of situation. I'm sure... Maybe if it's a parent, they're just doing their part to just be able to provide for you. But it's very different when the person who's providing is there. Because when the person who's providing is there, you feel a bit more protected, right? Compared to the usual na, oh, sige, from afar, sige, I'll take care of that, I'll provide for you, but I would not be near you. So there's a difference there. And God is someone who's with us. That's why the best provision of all isn't really the bread and the grain. The best provision of all is not necessarily protection. I mean, from the history of the Israelites, they've faced challenges, right? Their lives have been difficult as well. They've been into some form of pain. The best, the best way, the best provision is what? The presence of God. The presence of God. Kaya nga, similarly with us, sino ba naman ang hindi na-challenge over the last 20 months? I mean, I'm sure at some point, one way or the other, because of what we're experiencing, we have been challenged, right? Na-challenge ka rin naman. But the difference is that 
the presence of God is with you. That's the difference. It's one thing to be challenged and to go through this pandemic knowing that God is with me. Diba? Sino ba yung mga relationships na na-appreciate mo ngayong panahong ito? I would have not imagined being in this situation without my wife. Diba? Parang ang hirap naman siguro nun. Diba? Ito na nga yung nararanasan natin nung hindi pa kami magkasama. And I'm sure you have people like that. Whether the connection has blossomed online or maybe in person, but you do have people like that. That the presence of that person, in a sense, has made a difference in your current challenge. How much more God? God's covenant provides. At ganito nga yun, Even if we do not keep the end of our bargain, He does provide. He provides a way for us to go back to Him. He provides a way so that we recognize that He remains to be a faithful and a trustworthy God. He provides a way so that you would know that amidst the challenges, there are things worth celebrating for. He provides a way. And in verse 11, ultimately, He provides for what? Their salvation. Their salvation. Verse 11 says this, Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, His re reward is with Him and His recompense before Him. So the reward is with Him. So it means whatever it is that has been promised, not because you're special, but because God is good, but because He is almighty and all-powerful, will be with Him. Not just that, but there would be what you call a recompensation. What does a recompense mean? It means whatever has been taken away from you in the past, whatever God provides for will be more than enough to cover that. Ganun katindi. Na kung ano man ito provision na ito. And we all do know as believers in Christ that this ultimate provision came in in a person because the best provision of all is His presence, right? And what God did was that He sent His only Son to come here on earth so that we could see Him face to face, so that they could see Him before in human flesh. That's the ultimate presence. And this person who came in is more than enough to take care of everything that has been taken away from you in the past. It's more than the best reward we can ever have in a season and in a time like this. He came for them. I love the thought that when God, when we cry out to God, He hears His people. I remember what Charles Spurgeon said. He mentions it, this, that because God is the living God, He can hear. Because He is a loving God, He will hear. Because He is our covenant God, He has bound Himself to hear. This is how faithful, true, and loving our God is. He has bound Himself to hear you. He has bound Himself to hear you. So there is no turning away from God. Now, we can turn away from God, but the moment, you know, we're ready to respond to Him once again, He hears us. Kaya nga minsan, di ba, during this time, for some of us, maybe napalayo tayo kay Lord. Sometimes what I would tell people, balikan mo lang, balik ka lang. Of course, that's by His grace that we return to Him. 
because He has bound Himself to hear us, His people. The third and the last part about the covenant of God is that it's not only that it's unbreakable, not only that it is something that provides for our deepest needs. Third one is that God's covenant redeems. His covenant redeems. Verse 12, it says here, Other nations have called them such and such. Kung nakita natin kanina, di ba? They were called desolate. They were called forsaken. And if you would look at verse 12, it says here, They will be called what? The holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. You shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. You will be called the holy people. The holy people. God is with you, and that makes you holy. His righteousness is what makes us holy. The redeemed of the Lord. Ito na ngayon, yung, yung iniwan kayo dati, desolate kayo dati, ang itatawag sa inyo, parang wala nang picture nun. You've been redeemed. You've been called holy. You shall be called sought out. Diba? I mean, you know, it's, it's something like that. Ibig sabihin, other nations might forsake you, other nations might not mind you, but the Lord is very much mindful of you. You're sought out in a city not forsaken. Taking this on on a very personal level, it is in the same way. When Christ came, we took on His righteousness that has made us holy. Yes, we're still being sanctified every day. That doesn't mean we're going to live perfect lives, but we start off as someone who gets His righteousness from Christ. You're holy. You're redeemed. You're sought out. Every time you feel left out, you're sought out. And not just that, but you're not forsaken. You know, as we end this entire series, I just want us all to know that God fulfills His promises. This is how Isaiah chapter 60 to 66 ends. 59 is when the prophetic word about the coming of the Messiah was spoken of. And then 60 to 66 onwards is just the entire picture of how God transforms the entire narrative. So kung ito yung feeling mo noon, diba? ito yung feeling nyo noon, desolate, forsaken, it will be taken into a whole nother level. And the way God redeems it's like this, is that future generations would look back later on and say, talaga ba? Desolate ba kayo dati? Diba? Talaga ba? Parang forsaken ka ba dati? Kaya nga when we hear of testimonies of people whose lives have been changed by Christ, diba minsan hindi tayo makapaniwala, diba? Talaga ba ganyan ka dati? Ah, talaga, parang, oh, wow, self-righteous ka pala talaga noon. Or parang kumbaga, oh, hindi ako makapaniwala, di ba? Uh, yan ba yung nangyari sa'yo? Oh, yeah, kasi why? Because there's no, I mean, you know that happened to you, but as you are being sanctified to become more like Christ, things have started to change. He will always fulfill His promise. And this dates back to His promise that, we, that was given to Moses in Joshua in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. It says here, And the Lord who goes before you said, He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So do not fear or be dismayed. Do not fear or be dismayed. Now this was Moses proclaiming the promise of God to his people. He was saying that to them. He was saying, don't be afraid. Ito yung time na si Joshua was about to 
take on the rulership from Moses when they were about to enter the promised land. So God was reminding them, you're like a nomadic nation at this point. You just left Egypt 40 years later in the wilderness. You have lost all identity as a nation. But don't ever forget that I have never forsaken you. Be of great courage. Do not fear because I have not forsaken you. What's interesting is that Isaiah's prophecy reminded them of that once again. And then 600 years later, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have spoken of the birth of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. In fact, in Matthew chapter 28, the last part of Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus, this time around, was now speaking to His people, meaning His disciples. And He mentions this, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You see the pattern there? In the same manner, the nation was challenged during that time. Diba? The Roman Empire has completely taken over. Nothing seems to be in place as far as being an Israelite or a Jew is concerned. And yet Jesus comes along, a revolutionary, of course, a gentle person, somebody who's the Lord, the Savior, or authoritative one as well, the King of Kings, comes in and says, I am with you now. And even if I am to die on the cross and at some point go back to my Father in heaven, the promise is that I will not leave you. This is the promise that we hold on to right now as disciples of Jesus, that He is with us amidst the challenges, amidst the turmoil. And He's not a God who is with us from afar, but He is a Savior who's with us. He's very near each one of us, and He will continue to fulfill His promise. What's ironic is this, and I want us all to remember this, that Christ abandoned the comforts of heaven to let us know that we are never forsaken. He abandoned, not us, but the comforts of where He came from, the comforts of heaven, the delight of being at the very presence of the Father all the days. And yet, He did that so that all of us would understand today that none of us are forsaken. And this is the essence of nearness. You are never forsaken. Let's enter a time of worship Let's pray together. I want us all to bow our heads and come before God today. First of all, let's just thank Him for being here. It starts by acknowledging that He is with us in your own homes, nasa sala ka man, kwarto, kusina, whatever it is that you're doing, take some time to pause and acknowledge the presence of God. Just thank Him. Lord, thank You for bringing me in this assembly. Lord, thank You for being with us. Lord, thank You because You remain true to Your promise. And God, today, we just want to acknowledge that You are with us. You are with us, God. You've never left us, Lord. In fact, You always found a way to allow us to be reminded of the truth that you would never leave us nor forsake us, your people. Thank you, God, for being with us today. And I know that for some of us, this might have been a feeling in this season 
And I wanted to take this time to pray for you. Maybe the circumstances, the difficulties of life, situations you did not account for or did not expect are somehow coming into you, pressing into you right now, and you feel like the Lord has abandoned you or the Lord has forsaken you. I want to take this time to pray for you. Just go ahead and begin to cry out to God today and say, God, I know you're with me. Lord, I know that I don't have to understand your ways, God. I just have to trust you. Lord, there are days where you will reveal to us what you are working on and what you're doing. But even during the times that I don't get it, God, Lord, I pray that I will trust you. So Lord, today I pray that you would just begin to overwhelm, God, the hearts, the minds, the souls of the people who feel like, God, you have forsaken me in this season. And Lord, as a response, may those of us, God, who might feel like we have been forsaken, may we just turn back to you, just like the prodigal child, God, and say, let us come to our senses and say, God, thank you, our Heavenly Father, for always being there, even if I was not always there. Lord, thank you because today you remain faithful and you have watched over us from the beginning till the end. We acknowledge your grace and your presence upon us today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join the Victory Group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.